I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. You're listening to this, stew. What up, what up, what up? My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Andre Conoparo in the building. Say, what's up? What's up? What's up? Chris Stewart. What is also up? I really like this higher energy what's you're up? starting with. Stewie is in the middle of moving. And you're not- Andre. You're in the middle of a bunch of work stuff you're planning. You just planned a trip. You got to go out of town in a few days. Mostly, I'm a little sick. I'm a little sick as well. We're all a little sick. But I'm better. The best, the best part of this trip, though, is it's going to be shooting in Albuquerque. And I get to go to Momo's restaurant. Our friend Dana's fiance is part of a restaurant called Vinaigrette in Albuquerque, oh, New awesome. Mexico. Yeah. Didn't realize Vinaigrette. That. Did you eat there on your road trip? I ate, I ate at Vinaigrette in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I had a delightful meal, of which I don't remember the exact foods, but it's definitely like a desert oasis. Like when you're, when, you're, when you're in that area, it's just like the only food options are do you want green salsa or red salsa on that? That's, yeah. that's it. And this place is like fresh produce that are, that's grown. I, I got to see where they grow the kale. My mom was in Albuquerque a couple weeks ago. She asked Jill Camparo. Um, and she went and she loved it. She really, shout out for the mom. Yeah, I mean, it's, hey, mom. Santa Fe, New Mexico is definitely a your mom ass city in yeah, America. Yeah, 100%. And I love it. It's so relaxing. I'm it's, excited. When I, when I turn been. into like a rich wine aunt listening to Stevie Nicks, yeah. Santa Fe, baby. Bang. Mm-hmm. We just wear taupe. The Pendleton draped over my shoulder <laughs> on, a, on a nippy evening. Yeah. <laughs> like Magic that. hours, it sets over a cacti. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just that rubbing the turquoise hell. handle of my uh, of my pistol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's she's custom of your Colt nineteen eleven, just tucked in the tucked in the the shorts. Yeah, when it, when I was in Santa Fe, in the Patagonia, I was dri- I was driving <laughs> cross country with with my friend Dan, and and we get there, and then they're like, "All right, you got to go to this restaurant. They got the best enchiladas. You got to order them Christmas style, which means red and green salsa all up on it." So I've and they're like love that idea which is, and that term yeah Christmas style nachos sound I mean enchiladas or nachos or nachos but I'm in Christmas style all the time and they're like watch out even though you don't realize it it's pretty high altitude up there oh, yeah yeah thin air so we got we we ordered a margarita each and then waited for the the Christmas enchiladas to come and like not even halfway through the enchilada or not even halfway through the the margarita we were like pretty wasted just off of a half of a marg and dan and i this is just albuquerque anywhere in albuquerque yeah yeah you weren't like on a mountaintop restaurant or some shit that you drove no this is just a regular spot okay okay huh i got got wiggity wasted i just got a bad text Uh uh-oh and this is going to be in the past because now because we're going to hear in the future but lennon cohen r.i.p Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a food podcast. That was like the saddest thing I've heard in a long time. I know. Time. I had to say it. I had to say it. So Leonard I'm going to drink Cohen. one. I'm going to toast one to this goose. No shit. Cheers to you, Leonard Cheers Cohen. Cheers to Leonard Cohen. You're a god, a Canadian patron saint of mm-hmm. poetry and sadness. Sadly, Leonard Cohen fits into the category of people where if you told me if they were dead or alive right now, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I love, I love the Leonard Cohen, man. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe we'll put a little cone at the end of this episode if I can remember. Yeah. Well, um, we're we're all, we're drinking some Perps energy drink. That's perps. why I'm that's why I'm wild turned up right now. Some Perps and this interesting German goose, German <laughs> sour. It's like salsa. You ever heard of goose? What? That's a term. I know, I know, <laughs> but it just sounds funny when you say it. Well, I want to say I want to say they're real funny. It's called it's called Ritter guts. So that's even weirder. It sounded like you're looking like you're you. No, you, goose, goose was the funnier part. You just got to Berlin Re- and you're trying Ritter to find guts. some tail, is what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, looking for a little German goose, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you also, mean. Also, goose I do now. is how you would say the word for passing gas in Farsi. <laughs> Shout outs to our uh, Farsi speaking listeners. They're out there, that's for sure. This is wild so far. Mm-hmm. Doing the Lord's work here at the Stew Podcast. Speaking of uh, shout out, myself also a shout out to um, <laughs> <laughs> if you, this is the first episode that you're listening to where we have new artwork from the who have noticed the artwork should be happening when by the time this episode comes out. Oh, may um, may Simargul. I never know how to say it. I have no idea what you just S-I-M-A-R-G-O-O-L. Simmergul? Simmergul. Simmergul? Yeah, Simmergul. Simmergul. Cool. She's a, a great illustrator who, if you check out her Twitter or Instagram, has really, really awesome drawings. Cool. She's done stuff for Bon Appetit. And she's just like a really great freelance artist that was nice enough to listen to our podcast and make us some great stuff. Um, you could follow her on Instagram. <clears throat> At M A Y S I M A R G O O L. She's got like look a, at this one. She has a sweet w- drawing of her dancing to Rancid. I like the hot dog illustration. That is an excellent. There's good, good hot dog. There's artwork. some Klaus Adrian Tomine Black vibes. Shoes, like really nice. Cadillac, yeah. But, yeah, it was just, Boys yeah. a time bomb. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of Thanks, thank man. yous. Yes, yes, thank you so much. And That's we have, really cool. We have other thank yous. Can't wait to we have other big, thank big yous. week, big thank you week here at the Stu podcast. They put a lot of time into it. There's some back and forth. Yeah, we got so we got my man that. Jimmy Scott from Montana, who was nice enough to send Jimmy Scott. You Jimmy are a god. He came through with what did he bring, Andre? Um, what did he send us? We've got <laughs> we've got a roast. We've got tenderloin steaks. We've got ground elk. Some sausages, some bratwurst, and I think yeah, brekky some brek some like uh, loose breakfast sausage. <coughs> but these are all made out of what? Elk. 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 E L K. I'm very excited. We're gonna we're gonna have elk burgers tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna make some elk burgers tonight, which is going to be wonderful. I mean, hopefully, it's wonderful. Yeah. How, what's the setup we're looking at here? What do you mean? Like the setup of the burger, like what is going to go on, go on the burger? I think we, we don't know yet. Well, we were talking well, we about just keeping it real simple it since we've on the food podcast. Yeah, I mean the idea would be not to have <laughs> the idea would not to be like no bacon, no onion ring, yeah. no avo. Just if you wanted something simple, like maybe some some onion, some tomato and lettuce, but really kind of have it, yeah, very very yeah, meat since, specific. Since it's a special, it's a special elk from from Jimmy's ranch. Up in Montana. God, it's so cool. I know, it's so cool. It's so amazing. It so, came, so it came, and uh, I was just blown away by how much was in there, the generosity, the kindness he's shown us. Mm-hmm. And also just, it was really fun because it kind of, it forced me to just think about what I was going to make, you know, in a way that like, you can't go to the store, you're like, nah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You pick something out. 
but to actually just get a giant like <laughs> container of elk in different cuts, I'm like, okay, well, I can make a bolognese with that, and then I can do like a chili, or then I can do a roast, and then burgers. You know, mm-hmm. you start, you're just like, oh my god, I have to figure out how to do this. The, so I, I started Googling because I haven't cooked a lot of game meat, and the only thing people said was that because it's naturally so lean, you have to be very, very careful to make sure it's a very solid medium rare. Mm-hmm. And it will cook faster than normal. Yeah, that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. if you're like if you're pan frying a steak, you reduce that cooking time by a decent amount. Right. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take it kind of seriously. I'll, you know, even for the steaks, when we fry them up, I'm gonna use an instant read thermometer and make sure like we're right there where we want it to. to you always take it seriously. Yeah, you though. take it seriously. Well, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I just I just want to make sure that we get to try that. You know, we could sous vide them. Too. I mean, I was wondering what I might sous vide, but uh, you know, how thick are they? They're decent. They could definitely be sous vide. Mm-hmm. I just, for me, it's like I'm so not a fan of sous vide steaks. That this does this fall into that steak category, even though I don't know. I so, wonder. So I think the only the answer to that is when we make the tenderloins, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna cast iron one, and then we're gonna sous vide one. I wonder how much marinade sure. we'll get through there. Marinade. If or like if a, we marinate at all, or just yeah. sear or rub sitch or you know whatever. I don't even rub sitch. I'm gonna salt pep. Yeah, but we could, we could mess with it. I was also thinking it would be fun to do um, something citrusy or something kind of Caribbean, like if we do a braised and like a jerk, a jerk marinated braise. Yeah, lots of like you know, lots of orange, lots mm-hmm. of lemon, you know, thyme, Will that be cinnamon, jerk clove, elk. jerk elk, jerk elk. I think, yeah, I mean, the move is just going to be to kind of cut this up into even smaller pieces and do as much as we can with it to see what's wild. That's what I was wild. thinking, too. Mm. And he was nice. For respect for the man. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I think, I think when we have the, the elk burgers, since we want to really taste that elk, elk meat, you know, keep it real simple, just a nice bun. Ketchup, well, ketchup mustard, bun, pickle. I'm, I'm going to go going mayo. I'm going mayo, mayo. salt, pep, a little bit of onion. I have Kewpie in there. Yeah, mayo, Ooh, yeah. onion, and pickle is what I'm right. thinking. Unless there's a chi in the fridge. And I we might consider do, I mean, a mild white The nice cheese. thing is we can do a bunch of them and just cut them into quarters or we can mess with it a little bit. Have it your too. way. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to make a butter jack out of mine. Ooh, don't do that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Mine's going to be kind of taco-centric. I don't know if you guys have ever had a taco burger. And Mex. Some guacamolito sauce, maybe like a, like a Tex-Mex. Have you guys had the butter roll. jack? Elk sliders. Um, no, this is a Jack in the Box burger, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Tell me, it's um, it's it's a burger that's on a Hawaiian sweet roll Love monkey Hawaii? bread. Okay. Love Hawaiian sweet roll, monkey rolls. bread, monkey bread, like a pull bread. Hawaiian sweet roll on top, and then monkey bread on the bottom is what it looks like. What? Yeah, monkey bread is like the pull bread, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the cinnamon mm-hmm. pull bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like cinnamon. It's like a cinnamon. And then, so it's like a regular Jack in the Box burger, but then there's melted garlic herb butter that they that they like slather all over the top of the patty. This sounds like I'd just be sick for a day after eating it. Although it might taste good, I just mean like my body would just be like, "What just happened?" Yeah, we yeah, need to yeah. Talk. It's really really gilding the lily, as they say on that burger. But also like, yeah, I mean the Jack in the Box grind is just so perfect <laughs> to begin with. Why yeah, would you put anything ratio? on it? I mean, in, in terms of in terms yeah, what is their brisket to short rib to <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I mean. But also, if you if you make a burger and you have like a really nice butter, you just put some of that on top of it. Like, you know, it's gonna taste good. Yeah, Combs. I used to do that with truffle butter. 
Um, so isn't there also a a taco? Ba- no, Burger King did a Doritos Locos style thing where they breaded chicken fries mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Cheetos, right? Crushed Cheetos dust. Chicken fries. In, in <laughs> you had that? Think Hell I, no. I had a Doritos Loco once, the the ranch one, and. I mean, it was delicious. That he liked. Yeah, I thought it was delicious, and then I felt sick, and I never ate one again. But mm-hmm. like, that was very good. Didn't okay. Jeff Sawyer do that? Our friend Jeff. Our, our he did fried, fried chicken, chicken in Cheez Its. It was Cheez Its. Crushed Cheez Its. That was Cheez Its. That's right. Yeah. It ended up being kind of good. It was no, 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 no. It was very good. It was, yeah. very, it was no, he like did one very with, good. He did he one did with Doritos, Doritos too. too. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah, I might have missed that one. And and when he when he used Doritos as the fried chicken dredge i was like just how are doritos going to last in the deep fryer for like yeah 18 19 I minutes scared it turned black and it was fine sure enough it looked, it looked the like doritos same thing with the cheese it's yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're and so then processed. burger burger week had a doritos loco burger yeah and they we talked about when we had him on That's with right. the same thing is like just how 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 shocked were you that these things just didn't like instantly because you just black. yeah it's yeah. just like corn and oil already in there you just need to go <laughs> And he's yeah, like, no, okay. it completely, like, defying mm-hmm. all reason and logic can last quite a while in the oh, fryer yeah, yeah, without yeah. burning at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like when they have the McDonald's burger and fry experiment where, like, we put this in a Lucite case in yeah, 1983 yeah. Oh, and yeah. it still looks, you know, same kind of, same kind of deal. Preservative. So shout out to Jimmy. Number, uh, number two shout out, we just got some udon noodles. Number three shout out. <clears throat> um, my man... On Instagram, the Julia Lewis, who is a, a DJ producer from San Francisco, and on the side he has his own udon noodle company. He's deep in that udon hustle. I like yeah, that. so he's he, I, we got another freezer freezer pack of just some fresh. I mean, it, it looks just like the branding school fresh pasta noodles, but it's udon, so it's kind of like I'm I'm excited. Refrigerated, very excited. You know, we can do our own Monzo. Yeah, man. But then I was talking to a friend. And she was like, elk udon. I know. That's I thought, of, the, I thought of that. Bolognese would be good. No, I know. I mean, like, we could, you could do kind of a, a nice, like, scoop of, of some braised meat on top with a little bit of elk broth for sure. We don't have any bones, bones I don't yeah. think. Yeah. But I could do, elk you know, bone. we could just grab some neck bones, some beef neck bones and make, like, a little stock. Budget. A beef stock. I think, I think you should have... make a little elk pho with a udon noodle. Well... Elk pho. I think, I think that's a good idea. I like that idea. You know, just play around with it. We're um, up to our ears in elk. we got to figure out something to do with it. Am I right? But I feel like udon, udon is always such a, a nice, simple, clean, basic mm-hmm. broth. It's, it's Real in, simple. In the broth family, it's usually the mildest. And then you, I forget what the little furikake-like shaker that you have out there with a little bit of chili flake and sesame mm-hmm. and, Seed that you kind of oh yeah it's always very yeah but then when you, but then like, when you go to the the Monza place mm-hmm. they have wild crazy combos like and the, the ones I don't like and this and that yeah and they have an uni spaghetti I've just had I'm the like, pork mm, I'm whatever good. yeah yeah I had the uni one I'm sorry about the the beef it was, as well, it was too but much it was not it just it was because the star well, it's an uni show. carbonara right they call it an uni carbonara sorry, David Show with their with their udon noodles that they're hand pulling in front of you which is tight to watch yeah the, the deal for me is that it's too creamy the the udon is is just so well crafted i just want the simplest flavor so i can just kind of 
hone in on mm-hmm. the on the noodle itself. So the pork is great. Just kind of coats it. It's lovely. Some of that little mouthfeel. Oh, mouthfeel. Like a little dente on the teethy. Um, <clears throat> we we, uh, we could start off with some some Twitter questions. Twitter Twitter went a little wild today. That's nice of you, what? Twitter. First uh, first question from uh, from my pal Brandon Wardell, Twitter sensation. At them jeans, what's your fave food? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Hot dogs. Uh, and I replied, if I I think my favorite food is sandwiches. Sandwiches, mm-hmm. guys. Like I said, a hot dog. I think I think. It's Whoa, sandwich. buddy! <laughs> Whoa, buddy! <laughs> don't try and Reddit us on this one. Yeah, don't. We're not going to go down that Reddit wormhole today. I I, I just said Sorry, sandwiches. I asked him what his favorite food is, and he just said egg. <laughs> okay. Do you think that was an honest response? I think it is. Yeah. I think he likes egg. And you think, I th- do you think he's a breakfast for dinner man? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would expect anything from Brandon. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can't picture him eating, even. He has so much energy, I can't picture him sitting still and actually eating. I mean, he's posted a lot of food pics online of him having his lunch, and it's like like a half of a sandwich and baby carrots and like a, <laughs> right. like a jello Sick. pudding kind of situation. Yeah, so like the mom packed it. Yeah. It was a mom-packed meal, like yeah. Like an adult Tight. version of a mom-packed meal, which has a lot of benefits. I agree. Yeah, it feels good. It's yeah, like good. moms don't sleep on a treat. Yeah. Usually a fruit roly in there. Yeah, that's good mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe a Brexit Toblerone is in there. That's hot in the news. Have you guys seen this? I have seen this. I missed Apparently it. the Toblerone bar, after the, after the Brexit scandal has happened, they're... Uh, Not so much a scandal, but okay. <laughs> Fair enough. More the of a Brexit, bummer. The Brexit scenario has yep. happened. That'll it's work. It's affected their importing and... The cost of goods. Importing and exporting. It's the, the cost, cost of, goods. of goods. So the Toblerone bar, the box is going to stay the same, mm-hmm. but it's going to have less chocolate inside. So the little the little pyramid. I will I will say it's hilarious. I mean I will say that like I don't know how it came out. If they announced it themselves, respect. Instead of just respect. trying to do it, just just, just throw it in there, being like, we'll this see if is they know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they it's, just, it's they clearly gave you the heads up. Like, look, this is how it is. We have all these boxes oh, the, already. Legally, we the box on the outside them. would have to say the weight. Mm-hmm. So it would be somebody could just look at two different boxes and be like, "Oh wait, hold on." It just looks so funny. It does look so funny. It's just like Doritos saying, "Like, oh yeah, we put in half the chips now. Uh, yeah. Same price." Sorry, dog Brexit. I feel like if you're <laughs> a Toblerone head, I mean, mm-hmm. and look, if you're a candy person in general, you're just gonna eat candy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't ever eat candy, and if you eat candy, you're just yeah. gonna eat candy. It's like you're it doesn't matter what it, it costs. It doesn't matter how much it is. You'll fill the gaps. <laughs> it's just like. It's like Oxycontin. Yeah, you're just going to do it. (laughs) So it's fine. Your dealer just jacked the rate up a little bit. Hey, you but switched you're still the Skittles. In. It's still all good. good. You're still in. Yeah. You yeah now, if you if you are really are a Toblerone head, and you go to the you go to the lolly aisle of the market, you're not going to be like you no. Buy, you just like nope. Oh, uh, there's half Toblerone in the package now. I'll buy two yeah, Toblerones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just going to get two now instead of <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go home and cry. And not even think about it. Hit the red box on the way home. <laughs> cry it up. <laughs> Let's see. Sui, what's your favorite food? <laughs> <laughs> Toblerones. No. No. Oh, God. Hot dogs. I love hot dogs. 
And this is just right now. Straight up favorite off the food. Dome. Hot yeah. dogs. Oh, a good hot dog. I mean, that's very late. It's been, we've been talking about it lately. And other, mm-hmm. uh, various Have peoples. you not had a hot dog in a while? Is that what's going on? You getting the craving? Do you just want one um, right now, kind of? <laughs> I always kind of want one. <laughs> I, just, I just saw the drawing on her website, so it popped in my head. But I love them so much. Scale it's, scale one to ten, one being the lowest, ten being the best. Lenny, chill out. How do you rate the Costco hot dog? Oh, that's an eight. Yeah, it's good, it's right? A really good hot dog. Yeah, I put it up high. Only because of the the amount of money that they they charge you for it. I don't <laughs> mean sixty cents. Cost aside, I've had I've had worse hot dogs at like drive-ins. So I'm saying, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm saying. I think like, it's, it's a solid good. dog. You can tell they care. There's a battle. There's an inside battle every time I go to Costco. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is today going to be a hot dog day? Mm-hmm. Or I'm gonna, am I going to be nice to myself? She's so gonna, versatile. They're so, so versatile. Sure, you're, 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 I'll uh, splay them and turn them into a sandwich if I don't have hot dog buns. I'll slice them prison style. and just dip them like Berlin Currywurst style where you just dip it in the ketchup and that's really, really good. I'll scramble it with eggs and it's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, there, yeah. it's really good. Uh, like a little hot dog fried rice. Yeah, and you know that's you know I I, I mean I pretty much buy the good stuff, you know. All right, Stu, so. your ideal world. You're about to get electrocuted, death oh. penalty style. Okay. And they say you get to. We're gonna bring you your hot dog. It's gonna be. No, I wh- get multiple. There's no way I'm getting one. Death penalty. You have. You can. You can choose. You can go excessive and death penalty. They'll appease you. We're gonna go one dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of hot dogs. I was getting. Have you there. guys ever read that book? I'll dig it up. It's in my sh- bookshelf somewhere. Uh, it's like 150 last meals for death row inmates. No, no, never. And it's like it's mm-hmm. each one. Each page is just like one short story. What their crime is, their mm-hmm. age, yeah, I've seen that. and it's like Context what they, and what they yeah. got, what they ordered. That's amazing. Like one guy got cereal. I remember one. Somebody <laughs> wanted like tricks or something. Is it Seinfeld. <laughs> there you it's go. It's like uh, it's like that book about everyone's writer. Yeah, it mm-hmm. like, seems like the equivalent. It's there's like, a book for that. Yeah, there's a couple. I think I've never really seen the book. I've seen like the smoking the leaks, gun, the website. smoking gun leaks of all mm-hmm. the different writers. But mm-hmm. well, so it's the same diff. That's what I, I love the saying, one yeah. that came out in like 2009, where Snoop Dogg's writer was like a 1998 version of Madden. You had yeah. to find like a nine-year-old <laughs> version of Madden. Exactly. He likes like it wasn't just like gun. must yeah. have Xbox, must have Madden. It's like you must have a PlayStation 1, which is two generations old. Mm-hmm. You must have Madden 98 mm. and like four control. And it's like, you're like, what? <laughs> That's some shit. That is some crazy celebrity rider business. Yeah, can't football. your tour manager just have that in a backpack? Yeah. It's going to take all day to find. Maybe all week. I mean. Andre, what's your favorite food? <laughs> favorite food. <laughs> Maybe yeah, I think so it's hard. My hot okay, so when really I'm gone, hard. when I'm gone from LA for a while, traveling in horrible places like Florida, um, mm. usually the first thing when I come home, I either want pho, I want Vietnamese, or I want Korean. But if mm. I had to pick one thing that really like I get so happy eating is dumplings, soup dumplings, soup dumplings. Yeah, like a din tai fung, like a din tai fung. That's interesting. You said that because the next question from my friend Paul Tao. Favorite, up, favorite dim sum dishes? Oh, the taro oh, balls. Taro balls? Yeah, like the bird's nests. There's mm-hmm. a name for them, which I don't know, but I always see it. I actually just picked up some dim sum like three days ago. Um, it's my favorite. At the at Golden, <laughs> Golden Seafood downtown. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's fine. It's not great. Toronto's got really good dim sum. So you sum. like the deep fried taro dumpling where it looks like a bird's nest? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, all crunchy. 
I really like Chinese broccoli with oyster sauce on it. Classic. Um, egg cups when I was a kid was my favorite dessert in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shumai's fine. I guess shumai. Yeah. Um, I like a very great classic American Chinese style um, egg roll. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That was nice. Mm-hmm. A, little, a little plum sauce. I like the spinach and the garlic. Yeah. That comes in handy. Steamed pork buns are always balance. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a soft spot for the steamed pork bun. Yeah. I'm going to give you a little plate of just Peking duck. That's mm. not everywhere, but that's, you know, at nicer places or, or weekends, you can just get like a little plate of duck. Which Anytime is you can get a beef noodle delicious. roll. Yep. Um, I like leek cakes a lot. Big fan of the leek cakes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We had, uh, there's no, I, I Sorry, Paul. Say, so I have a, Lots of stuff. I have a very strong childhood memory of, of dim sum because I grew up in Santa Cruz, which is about an hour and change south of San Francisco. My dad grew up in Oakland, which is right next to San Francisco. So multiple times a year, we would drive up on a Sunday just to go eat dim sum in San Francisco. Dang. Mm-hmm. And it was always, which is by far the best and the most fun. And so we'd meet, family would meet us there. And like, you know, it's, sure. it's a thing. It's not like in and out. You don't, I mean, you don't like, it wasn't like a run. It was like a whole thing planned around dim sum. A um, couple, two, three hours. But it was all carts. And carts is like, oh, it cool. is literally the most fun way to eat. Mm-hmm. I say Korean barbecue is a close second, but like carts, you're just like hanging out and you're like, what's that cart? What's that cart? Mm-hmm. And it's it's just being dropped tight. as long as it's like coming out of the kitchen fresh and it's busy so everything's being sold and all yeah. that good stuff. But like carts is the best. Carts is the best and also especially... I would say favorite dim sum dish? Cart. Cart. <laughs> and the best part about the cart is like it's good when you're a parent and you're like, my kid loves the cart so much because they just bring you food and you just yeah. get it. And then when you're a parent... You don't really think about it that much because everything is like a dollar seventy-five. So you're Big like, time. "That's fine." Juice kanji, like when they have a kanji card, it's always mm. really nice. Mm. You can kind of customize your kanji. Custom um, kanji card. Um, yeah, I, love, I mean, there's. I, I was just, and it's really fun with kids, like you just mentioned. But like, mm-hmm. even with like friends' kids, because I'm not a huge kid person. Mm-hmm. But and I, but I, I love the kids that I love. And, you know, I'm not saying, mm. but like, you can be kind of like challenging when you're like, "All right, we're all gonna go out to eat," and you're just like. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be fine. <laughs> you know, it's tough and stuff. dim sum is one of those things where the kid's <laughs> occupied and he's grooving. Everybody's like having a good time. Mm-hmm. Very good. You want dessert first? No problem. Yeah, sure. Boom. I also really <laughs> like the fact that there's just that I'm just chugging down tea in those little cups. Oh, tea's yeah. fantastic. Well, Glass it cuts all the tea. it cuts the oil. It cuts the oil, and it's just like this is delicious. The tea don't stop coming. Mm-hmm. Hot metal pot of that green. <laughs> um. What else? Next question. Thank you, Paul Tao. Uh, my man Harold, Lumpia Brunel from San Francisco. Lumpia Brunel. <laughs> Brunel? So a Mexican person, I'm guessing. No, he's no, Filipino. Fili- <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, come Brunel? On. You know, you know. <laughs> question, how come Vice has not approached you guys to do a Chef's Night Out episode? <laughs> Great question, Harold. We're not chefs. Thank you. End so of question. Much. Stewie, hey, Stewie, Stewie dropped a nice uh, dickhead response yeah, to that. Whoa. No, I'm just no, it's a well, joke. Now we know that Stewie won't be coming with us once Bites reaches mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll we will visit your restaurant on our chef's night out. That sounds yeah. great. And you're going <laughs> to bring out a selection of dishes from the kitchen to that, please us. I'll tag sounds, along with you. you and will we'll not get tag along. After. No, not with that attitude. You will not yeah, yeah. tag along. We, uh, we might let you saber open a bottle of Dom Perignon. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if you pay um, me, I'll do it. Sure. That's a great question. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll do it. I don't know why, and I don't know if I would do it. Would I you, mean, you would do it, right? I would probably do it, but every everyone that goes on there, it's it's almost it's like it's entertaining, but it's never really. It's always a little awkward. It's a it little weird really and awkward. awkward, and I mean, it really depends on the chef. Like even when you're like a really funny, outgoing, extroverted chef, like you still get wasted and make a dumbass of yourself. Right. Like even, and then that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, like you do not belong on camera. You don't belong with it's a microphone boring, attached yeah. to your shirt, and you're just like, oh, my friends and I are gonna go to this really great place. They have like great produce, and they're gonna bring out some stuff. And, oh. But I mean, look, I deal with this all the time, and I, I, I'm a firm believer that the most uncomfortable and most jarring kind of environment to be in is with the camera in your face. If you don't oh, do it yeah. all the time and yeah. you're not professional, you you know you've been doing podcasts for years. You, you have no problem. Mm-hmm. But it, even at that point, because you're not on camera every week, you, yeah. someone throws a camera at you. It's a, it's different. If, it fudges you up. It really does. I mean, there, I don't think very few people are immune to that environment, and I see it a lot. And it's like, um, you know, I think I just think you're asking somebody to do something that's not their job. Being on camera is literally to be good at. It's a job. It's a skill it set. Takes muscle for memory, sure. and you need to do it a lot. And you need <clears throat> yeah. to get, and you don't want to be rusty. It's like it's familiarity. And you put a person like a chef who like. You know, back of the house. Dad. By definition, is basically just like a general barking orders, and then like you kind of put them in something that yeah. is very much not their environment. You're mm-hmm. just kind of like, I don't know. I mean, the times they know. are changing, so a lot of the ones that they choose have been have sure, been and they, on and yeah, you're you're on cooking shows and cooking contests mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and so that happens. Podcasts but, and interviews and blah yeah. blah blah. So it's like there's that, a, see, that's the thing. I think. So that, there's, there's at least like a yeah. you're, you're walking towards that. I think podcast is not preparation for being on camera. I think I mean, it's like it can't hurt, but it's, it's a like step in the right direction. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. But you know, that's all I mean. Better it's than so nothing, extreme. but still, yeah, it's yeah. so extreme when somebody's like, yeah. and we're rolling. So uh, Jason Stewart, talk yeah, to when us the like, light comes on you and there's no. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I feel like I would be. I'm pretty confident in that scenario, but. You know, the Vice Munchies camera gets on your face and you're in the back of a Sprinter van. I would I would close up. Yeah. Until I get white girl wasted. Yeah. Um, but I, I would rather do an episode of Chopped, though. Right. Of all the times that I have yeah. done pot and watched Chopped and been like, and invent, <laughs> invented like definitely the best hey, dish Ma. out of those ingredients... Yeah. I feel like I would much rather do that, where you don't really have to talk. You just kind of you make a dish, and then you're like, and then you talk about how like somebody like something horrible in your life has happened. I so then they feel bad for you, and then you just make some cool stuff. Yeah, I mean, you fight my, over the ice cream machine. In my mind, I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. But then if if they actually ask me, which will never happen, I'd be, I mean, I'd be like, well, how do I say no? Yeah, you gotta know, give it a try. But that's the one where the camera sounds like the worst part, like. Having a camera on me while I'm figuring shit out and cooking oh, sounds way worse it? than going out. Competing, competing. or judging? No, competing. Yeah. Oh, hell no, I'm not going no, on that competing. I would lose my mind. Hell no. I, mean, I'd love I would to do cut both. myself for I thought sure. you meant judging. That shit would stress I mean, me out. I, I, in an ideal world, judge, but I would also love to compete in it just, just to try, you know? Just to see what happens. Yeah. I'd watch it. I'd go to support. Thank you. Mm. Bruh, I would support. Um, my man, uh, Todd, ZZ Todd, totally Todd. Oh, what up, player? He, uh, Todd Weisenberger, the man, guitar god. Old man riffer. 
He just says, uh, all caps, comfort food. I'm assuming that is in reference to our current state of affairs in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even a question. It was just the words, comfort food, in all caps. Um, yeah, what did you guys eat when you found out? Because I had that moment. Well, it, it was weird. I was talking about this yesterday with... Uh, with Or the following day, I did. With Negnance. The following day, I didn't even think about it. It was like a weird muscle memory thing. I, I just made the the most plain tuna sandwich you could ever make. It was just wheat bread, mayonnaise, mustard, tuna, salt, pepper. That was it. It was just like the most generic, plain ass tuna sandwich you could ever make. And and that's just I didn't even think about it. I didn't say like mm, I want to have this. I just I just like made it and it was on my plate. I I was just kind of in a weird haze. Gruel vibe. Yeah, I was downtown. Went down nice. During the day, during when it happened, and during the following day, so I got to feel people like up, and then I got to feel people down, and you know everybody's energy, and in, in, as far as employees to guests, it was just like dejected and heavy, and it was a trip, and it was kind of it was ironically right at Badmash's down the way from where mm-hmm. the rally started, right, at, uh, like just the other side of the. Block. I was just super yeah. duper close. There were fucking cameras setting up as I was leaving, and I got home and I was. It's the first time I had a night to myself in a while because I've been working. Okay. And I just instinctually went to Oinkster and got a ah. fork adobo and a beer, and I just sat there. And I had just had people there, and just being around homies and familiar faces and people I hadn't seen around in a while. I feel like I felt really good. And everyone was like, was hey, you know, "We're gonna be good. We're gonna be good." That is like my go-to. For uh, celebrate like it's, I, I love it for a birthday, because mm-hmm. uh, a treat, and I love it when I'm down. It's like a good uh, a treat. Uh, mile marker, like something has just happened. I'll mm-hmm. go to Oyster and just kind of chill. Right, effect, that's, you know? your, that's your that's my go-to. Okay, it's also I can walk there, so <clears throat> I didn't walk. I took an Uber. And was a <laughs> Andre, what was yeah. your post-apocalyptic comfort food that you ate yesterday when the world was burning? <laughs> yeah. I had my weekly dinner at the Smokehouse in Burbank. Mm-hmm. Which was very nice. True, true heads know about the Smokehouse. Actually, our friend Atiba Jefferson, skate oh, photographer, man, I just recently found out he's a Smokehouse head. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, Burbank daddies. So it was yeah, good. Funny. It was good. Worth the trip. Um, just, you know, had steak Sinatra. And, uh, what is steak and Sinatra? And a amount of booze. Um, and just kind of just talked, you know, it's like this, this round table of guys every week. So it was like, you know, yeah, I'm sure that round table very, I mean, all very like-minded, but all equally dejected, but also, um, you know, mostly very intelligent, thoughtful people that all had different perspectives to degrees Mm -hmm. as far as like how they saw going forward being okay and what they were telling their kids. Oh, that's and a trip. Just a lot of stuff like that. Um, steak Sinatra is oh, it's just a wild dish that it's like cubed filet mignon and kind of onions and garlic and kind of a gravy, but not like a brown gravy. And they usually serve it over egg noodles, but you can get it with mashed potatoes instead if you want, if you you know know who to talk to. That's, that's weird, dude. Sounds a little stro- so good. Well, no, 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 that's stroganoff. <laughs> stroganoff. Yeah, it's the it thing. Is, it is, no, it's awesome, but it but is, stroganoffy. I did not see that. A coming. little stroganoffy, a little different, um, and also you know way better meat. Mm-hmm. Um, Sick. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best things on the menu because the, the food's not that great. I mean, it's more about like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good enough and the place is great. So then you're like you know fine. 
Yeah. yeah, when I hear steak Sinatra, I'm like, we got a steak, and then we put like a lobster tail on top of yeah, it. Yeah, it's right. a steak. Yeah, yeah. a literal steak. Um, <laughs> with a funky setup. But uh, a real funky what was setup they over their girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one. It's yeah. It's definitely one of the better dishes. Their garlic bread's amazing. Mm. Very like unnatural, bright orange colored. Ol- Olive Garden vibes. I know. No. 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 Beyond. Like like really crazy. Um, very un- like it's kind of the best version of what you imagine coming out of like a freezer to bonds and then you put into your oven. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. It was it was the uh, they're very good. That stuff is good. Top That's level good. Stouffer's for sure. <coughs> uh, our man Ryan Smith induce. Huh. what? Which flavor of Doritos Jacked is the most divine? <laughs> which ticks us back? I don't know if I've ever had a Jacked <coughs> one. I can say straight away. I'll go first. I don't. I don't eat Doritos. I love Doritos. I, I don't know if I've had a jacked one. Though. I don't like to eat a lot of food that makes my hands all dirty. I really only like, to be honest, I only really dirty. like Cool Ranch. That's the only Dorito I, I mess I with. But I think Doritos. a Cool Ranch Dorito can be a magical thing at the right time. I'll leave this to y'all. Sorry, Ryan. Don't get when you do like a, like a turkey avocado sandwich and you just jam some Cool Ranch in there, mm-hmm. real nice. Oh, absolutely. Well, Doritos, there's... What is... I don't, yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't is it like... Is it like... Flaming habanero. They yeah, they have literally fiery habanero, rolled <laughs> tortilla chips. God damn it! You moron. Doritos, <laughs> Doritos flamas. Uh, oh, I've had those. I didn't know that was extreme. That, that's the that's where Doritos they're trying. Flamas? To, What's yeah, that? Doritos K-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-S-
the tenderizing and the prep it takes to do octopus is just like it'll blow your mind. Yeah, I think a, a popular way because usually when you get it, it, really nowadays it's popularly sold as like a charred or grilled octopus. But before they do that, they braise it. They'll braise it yeah. with oftentimes three gallons of olive oil that is seasoned with a bunch of herbs, garlic. All this stuff. You're like rubbing it with the back of a knife. You're just like massaging it, though, too. Mm. It's just yeah, like, you, really, you got to physically so tenderize work. it, braise it in that olive oil, which you can reuse multiple times if you're cooking lots of octopi. You're almost yeah. like poaching it. In some sort of yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then grilling yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. a very low poach. Soft yeah. poach. I'm sure, like, I don't, do you know how they do it sushi style? Or is it just like because that one's pretty clean? So they might just do it with like a little really like know. sake mirin I don't know. water kind of thing. As far as sushi preparation goes, I have never tried to do Dude, it because no. I'm just like he's leave it to the hundred percent. These guys are going to do their job. Oh, I'm yeah. not. I remember there's like a thing I feel like <laughs> in like maybe mid two thousands like sushi classes. And I was like, yeah. what kind of? No, absolutely no. not. So I don't know. Um, it's like yeah, it's like Lamborghini maintenance school. It's just I mean, like not going to do no, it. You I'm can good. go Greek style. If you do the massaging and you can kind of do a, a roast with potatoes and tomatoes when it's in season and you can kind of mm-hmm. bake mm-hmm. it off. I did that one time. It really? was pretty good. That's the one time. And I got a whole octopus. <clears throat> didn't really. I mean, more or less gutted it, but not too bad. I got, took out the sack and everything. But uh, it's, dude, it's just so much work. It is. It's, it's, it's borderline the sushi class thing. It's like, dude, just leave it to the pro. And the Spanish, the Spanish mm-hmm. It's really good. messy, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a, it takes up a huge counter space. It's yeah. a whole thing. The whole crib smell like, smells stank. It doesn't actually smell. It didn't really smell too bad. Oh, okay. It was mild. It's mild as far as odor goes. But um, dude, it's just like... The, Span- yeah, the yeah. Spanish style where it's just grilled and then finished a little bit of olive oil, like lemon, lemon yeah. salt. Totally. That's, that's kind of like the yeah. one I want. So, long story short, leave it to the fucking pros. Dude, it's hard, man. Mark, yeah, walk homie. away. Please. <laughs> Just walk away. Not your night. <laughs> walk away. Yeah. Stick with squid or something. Uh, yeah. Honestly. Stick, That's actually a great... Flip it and stick with squid. Squid Whatever is you're sticking, so easy. Get yeah, some squid. You can get the, the squid, the baby squid tentacles. Yeah, those are... And you just grow them. Just grow them. Grow yeah. those up. Boom, boom. You put it on a skewer, you can do so many other things. Yeah, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. High heat cooks fast. Pay mm-hmm. attention because it'll get rubbery. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. But, like, you know... Squid. And it's probably cheaper. Or And you can also, uh, uh, a real nice batter dipped squid tentacle is good. But also, my favorite thing to do with the squid, ceviche. Yeah, it's yeah. super nice. Just make, yeah, yeah, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. just get, get, a, get some squid, cut, cut the tentacles up into some, some little rings or some strips, and then get, just get it all in there with a bunch of lime, and then I'll make like kind of like almost like a real tomato-y guacamole with it. Bunch of lime juice, let it cook down. Tomatoes, so avocados, ways. red onions, cilantro, garlic, jalapeno. Fantastico. Cool ranch. Mm-hmm. A little cool ranch powder on top. Cool Throw a scallop in there. How come I can't get just tentacles when I ordered calamari? It's it's so much better. The tentacles are so much better. They're really pleasing. And I, I just like there's never enough. And I feel like there's more people that want rings than tentacles. There must like. Right. Where are all the tentacles going? The tentacles well, are the dark s- meat yeah. of the chicken. You compared only to- get so many, you know? And the, yeah, for, that whole well, body of the squid I, I think, is I like think that's the problem is the, the it's majority... It's like lamb necks. The more, yeah, the majority Seriously, of people... Yeah. It's the lamb neck of the sea, the, the, the calamari tentacle. Well, what you can oxtail, do, yeah. which I've done when I make ceviche or I'll, I'll get some squid to cook off, is like when you go to the market, go to Whole Foods or whatever, and they have them, you can, you can ask for just... 
Right. Just the tenties. But I don't I don't fry at my house either. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying is like, how come? Mm-hmm. What about what? Like, just throw me an option, like three dollars more for just tentacles. I'm with it. It's a good price. Love it. Restaurant so tours, much. if you're listening. Also, why don't we have kind of like more often? Why don't I see like East Coast style um, fried calamari where it's got like the rings of hot peppers and it's tossed in like a little bit of butter and a little bit of vinegar? Mm-hmm. That's really oh, that nice. sounds really nice. Oh, that's really nice. Real good. You take your it's ass back to Maine deep. with that shit, boy. Yeah, that's kind of legal seafood situation. Oh, they're sure. Portland. My uh, my man Bootsy in San Francisco says, "Shout out Bootsy." Would Ina Garten and Jeffrey reality show get any love? It's too much love. So much love. I, yeah, I think I that's mean, a I, that's a slam dunk. I hope you're pitching that. Yeah, buddy. when when he tweeted he, me that, I was like, "Funny joke." Wait a minute. I would definitely watch a reality watch show. Heart, Jeffrey and Ina. Could have used an episode of that yesterday, huh? Yeah, I was gonna say it'd be like therapy. Just like how to do it right. I think that would be such a good idea. How to fall in love. I think. I mean, I don't. I would imagine considering them (laughs) and their who they are, and I'm sure somebody's been like, "Do you want to do that?" Maybe not. I mean, I would be probably, shocked. probably. But then and the problem like, is, like, would it live on like, Food Network, nah, or would that would that live on Bravo. Food Network? Or would that go to Bravo? Are they big enough to have a Bravo show, or would it have to? There's be... There's not enough drama. Be, I think they'd be smart enough to not be on Bravo, and Bravo probably wouldn't want them. Yeah, it'd be boring for Bravo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they, they don't vibes. have enough. They don't have oh, enough PBS drama. Would kill it. Yeah, like mind of a chef. It. That'd be so good. But like just them. It's nothing but heartwarming moments. No, Charles Burns. Or no, not Charles Burns. Uh, what's his Ken name? Burns? The documentary and Ken Burns. Just, just, just. Ken you know, Burns gets Ken into Burns. the reality yeah, programming world. That. Yeah, he would be a terrible it, choice. I know. <laughs> no, I'm no I, I would like a documentary on that. I love that me would be Ken good. Burns, but would, he's not the man for the job. Can you imagine Ken Burns doing food? Like just shifting gears of food and just like sh- that'd be great. Like the mm. history of a lot I of mean, sepia. You know, I could too much sepia for I food. Could. I mean, I, the, the stories that he tells. Like yeah, yeah, I like can a Scoffier, like really going back and like just it. starting that the the, the the roots and just like really telling that'd be great. You know, he does it, it in series and like oh god. It'd well, be the, nice. the I mean the problem is is that you would re- the the thesis would have to be like the peril of humanity in the face of <laughs> kind of the advancement of food. Mm-hmm. It would be because you yeah because all of his so all of his documentaries are normally about steaks and steaks and what they mean and, and how they play into what kind the, of the human experience. Little, elk steaks, little food joke. Yeah. Yeah. Elk steaks. Uh, but and I think you'd have Frank's to you'd have to find steaks. a way to tell the story of food through kind of like the 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 journey and the the crux of humanity falling and or mm-hmm. surviving. Or, yeah. you know, like it would all be stories of cultural food and why it existed and and how the roots of that found its way into instead of surviving, enjoying um, and tracing maybe that back and uh, yeah. I'd watch. I, I, would, I would watch a Guy Fieri thirty for thirty. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that what is that? <laughs> that would be sixty nine for sixty nine, though. I mean, what was the list recently? He was one of the most profitable restaurants in New York. He made like he's still, like that restaurant Times Square, whatever it's called, the one I, that got the horrible review. It made like five million. Really? Like it grossed five million. Well, I'm sure people so are going so there and just buying hats. They don't have to make any money on food. Good on him. Yeah, good on them. I mean, if you should, I, I'll pull it up for the next one. Like the statistics on, they broke down the dishes that sold, and it's like flaming fajita, yada yada. It's like they sold like a million of some of them. It's just insane, mm-hmm. insane, um, scary. My man uh, Ian. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I don't want to. I don't want to go off this yet. Okay, 
do you guys remember when the Guy Fieri restaurant opened and then it got like that famous insane review in the New York Times? Yeah, horrible but review. of course. And then the guy made the fake menu. Oh, yeah. The fake menu is so good. Just- so the f- my, I, this is one of my f- the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Off the menu under appetizers, it's the Honky Donkey Double Barrel Meat Loaded Blast. And <laughs> the description is, a Sammy Hagar lookalike pushes your face into a leather bag filled with oil. And if you eat the whole thing, you get to eat a 13-pound burger. He's pulling up the fake menu. and It's the funniest thing in the world. Every descriptor is a like, Sammy Hagar is a, is like three pushes sentences. pushes your face into a leather bag filled with oil. The it's rest, the rest so of this good. podcast episode is just gonna it's just going to be us reading, reading the fake Guy Fieri menu. By the way, Hobo Lobo Bordello <laughs> Slam Jam appetizer forty nine ninety five. We take thirty eight ounces of super saddened cheese gutted wolf meat, lambisted with honey pickle wasabi, and pile drive it into an Ed Hardy design bucket. <laughs> Sprayed with axe and finished with a demi glass of thick and funky mushroom dribblings. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, that whole that whole menu. The person who did that, I, I, manage, I could imagine it being a team of people. It's so well done. Yeah. It's some of the funniest satire food writing in the history of you know. Oh yeah, it's it's so good. Straight out the onion. If oh, you if you just Google Guy Fieri fake menu, it will ooh. come up immediately. People out there, if you haven't mm-hmm, seen it, mm-hmm. Mamma Mia. Um, and also there's a their guacamole is called donk donkamole. <laughs> well, isn't it the donkey sauce is the real yeah, thing at the restaurant? He thing. He's got a thing sauce. called donkey sauce, yeah. right? I don't know what that is. Um, it is. It okay, E and W. I'm sure, it's mayo based. <laughs> it's yeah, just a mayo not? based. Why not abortion? My old my old man from the hollerboard. How's the jewel? And, uh, what's, and what's on deck for Thanksgiving, he says. How's it, yeah, let's get a Jewel update. Thanksgiving. Well, Jewel's going to get used tonight for some salmon belly. Some mm. line-caught Scottish salmon belly from McCall. Shout out McCall. So, you're gonna, so you got a salmon belly, some nice sushi-grade-looking salmon belly that I just want to just lick it up. It's what are you going to do with that, on. Sue? <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, I haven't really sous vide a piece of fish that small. They're very f- small. Yeah, it'll be quick. Filets, huh? so um, it'll just go into uh, just... Salt. Well, I'll cure it. You like sprinkle sugar and salt on it for ten minutes. Firms mm-hmm. up. And then you kind of wipe that off. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just put it in some olive oil. Mm-hmm. Um, That'll probably go real quick. Yeah. And just eat it nice and buttery and petite. Yeah. And then just try and get that skin. There's skin on, so try and get that skin at the bottom real quick in a pan and not <laughs> overcook it. And see how basically maybe cream, okay. f- cream fresh and dill. <laughs> okay. But overall, how's the jewel going for you? I think it's good. I think, I mean, it's as good as anything I've used if you just remove that mechanical function of not being able to control it by hand and needing a device. But as far as... It has to be controlled by its Yeah, if that's not the conversation where it's like, if you want to talk about the iPhone without the headphone jack kind of thing, it's Mm -hmm. like, once you just get past it as a device itself, it pairs very quickly, it's worked really well, it's heated water very fast, um... I, just, I think it's great. I just think it's also kind of, they're trying to do a lot. They've got a very high-functioning device, but a big part of the aesthetic and the idea behind it is how simple it is to use. Mm-hmm. And I like that, but it's also, I don't need that so much. Mm-hmm. You know, not like in a way that like, I just don't need to look, I just don't need to hit the stake button and just have it go bloop. But that's fine. I think it's very cool what they're it doing. It almost makes it a little too easy. 
It's not even that. It's just it's I, instead of that, instead of having that huge part of the app built into it like that, I'd just rather be able to turn it on and off and set the. Sure. Time. Yeah. That's the, it. The thermostat. Are you listening, Julie's? They have other ones, though, you don't they? It. They're yeah. not all like that. There's there's tears. No, oh yeah, yeah. That's the only yeah. one like. I think Jules the only one like that. Yeah, it has like this. That's good. It, it's really it. small. <laughs> it's really um, powerful. It's really functional. Uh, they did a really smart design with the clip, and the bottom's magnetic, the so sick. you can kind of put it. If you don't clip it, it literally will magnetize to you know any kind of cookware you have. If you want to put it. It's just great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's a lot of very, very smart things about it. Um. Okay, there we go. Uh, he said, "What's on deck for Thanksgiving?" We'll we'll probably do a whole Thanksgiving yeah, episode in, in a couple of weeks that, when that approaches. Sadly, what's on deck is that I'll be bringing a a a, a beautiful French wound. Shout out Camille to Thanksgiving for the first time with the family. Ooh. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know if she's had like family Thanksgiving yet, so I wonder how that'll full white people immersion. Yeah, I mean. You know the deviled egg is going to come through. The deviled egg is going to come through. I'll hit it with a caper for well, her. Well, back in the day when we were both vegan or vegetarian, at least like we had a we would, it was like so side heavy because we yeah, of course that it was uh, arguably better. Sorry, mom. I'll be doing uh, so everything bagel stuffing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, always lamb, like always turkey, but always some kind of lamb, even if it's a small rack of lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's just one little couple bites, but always lamb. It ain't, it nice. ain't a Conoparo Thanksgiving without a couple of medallions in the mouth. Yeah, I, I really medallions like... Medallions in the mouth. I really get <laughs> bummed when there's only one protein at Thanksgiving, and you've mm-hmm. got like I'm with four you, like kind of same-same dressings, and you're like... It's all kind of th- like this, these are all good. It's pretty but linear. All four of these sound like the, taste like the same dressing. Yeah. Here's some like, cheesy crunchy thing. Here's a cheesy rosemary. rosemary. One Rose might Mary. have oysters Rose in it. Yeah. One might, you know, you're just like that's fine. But like, have like a ham, a turkey, and some lamb. If you have get enough some, people, and like, get a smaller yeah. turkey. Mm-hmm. And Always a smaller proteins. Turkey. I mean, everyone's looking for that sandwich leftover to go vibe with the turkey. Not really. True. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely gonna be hitting that. Uh, deviled egg. Yeah, just have a chili bar. Just have a chili bar. Chili bar. Thanksgiving. I'm Let's just make hot dogs. Just wanted to see your face. <laughs> hot dogs. Turkey stuff. hot dogs. Hot dog stuffed ah. turkey. Ah. Three, times. Three times. Everything yeah. bagel, hot dog stuffed turkey. Yeah. Do it or you're soft. Genius. Have you guys ever had a turducken? Never. No, I haven't. I've never had a turducken. Mm-mm. Maybe we should get a turducken this year. Seems like a get lot one or make of one. work. <laughs> this doesn't sound that fun. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but what kind of people would we be if we do a food podcast and, and we don't we don't no we don't make it from scratch? Oh, yeah, I'm not deboning four animals and then stuffing them into each other. It does I, sound kind of fun, actually. I think though. you are doing. I that. think I am. I, I think actually you're do that, Andre. <laughs> I said that out loud, then I'm uh. like, well, that doesn't sound not fun. No, uh, no, you. I mean, you just got the new Japanese knife. Put that baby to work. The Fujiwara. The Fujiwara. It's a little too sharp. <laughs> no, no such thing. That thing no, is wild. No thing. It is wild. I've I love never had handle. a knife that sharp. It's a really simple handle. Nice and light. beautiful. In, in just a few moments, I'm going to be dicing an onion with that son of some bitch. It's waiting for you. Hing! That's the sound it makes. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have some more questions. We will get to them on the next episode. Uh, our my friend Marissa Ross from Bon Appetit wanted to know what the secret ingredient in the California Chicken Cafe broccoli salad is. I told her Hidden Valley Ranch, and she said she tried that already, and it's not it. 
Speaking of sides, if you live in L.A., that's a very popular place where you go and get chicken and a bunch of sides, and you you don't even care about the chicken because the sides are so good. Hmm. So if anybody knows what the secret ingredient in the broccoli salad might be, holler at Marissa I love Ross. Good broccoli salad. Um, <clears throat> but we, we 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 went out of time. <coughs> so best thing we ate all week. Man, um, I've been eating a lot all week. You've been eating a lot. You've been eating every day now. I'm, yeah, you? I'm started. So yeah, I'm back in, in the restaurant. I mean, I've started properly, and I'm really starting to get comfy. Got my sea legs back at Budmash. Okay, and they've been feeding me. They're they're feeding you, feeding you. Feeding you. Feeding you. You're getting feeding into a little fatty zone. Yeah, I feel like shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I have I've been a little under the weather, so I haven't been doing any physical fitness. And mm, yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling it. The cardio is not good, but I'm really happy. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I mean, it's just nice to be back. Sorry to segue off the best thing. I don't know how much time we have, but it's just like I forgot what it's like to manage a restaurant and, and do like wine tastings with, and and and. Oh, and for sure. It's just oh god, just I'm I'm back. I feel Daddy back. Missed the sweet I'm getting sting there. Of the biz. Uh-huh, I really did. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, hey, cheers to you. Thank you very much. Welcome back into the fold. Shouts to Arjun Knuckle, Chef Bavant, everybody. Mm-hmm. But my, much all this, all the crew. Jason, you're oh, they've been all very, very welcoming, and and they have great regulars. It's it's a trip to be downtown to be like in the mix, mm-hmm. to be in the what's kind of becoming more of the heart of the city again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I'm about to move to Echo Park, which is really convenient. Mm-hmm. Like I have no walk, but the best thing I've eaten so far, and it's on. Um, if you Google search Budmash. And Playboy B A D. You gotta spell it. Yeah, yeah. B A D M A A S H. Badmash. Badmash. Badmash um, two ways. They did a mash. little uh, a how-to for their uh, sh- beef short rib, and the beef short mm. rib is mm. something. Though there's part of the menu, um, that's a little more. That's just not traditional, not the home cooking, because most menu falls under white people. Like, like uh, no, like Canadian and 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 young people. Yeah, yeah and young Indian people. Pubby. Gastro pubby. Yeah, everything else is is not everything else, but a, a great deal of the menu is tandoori. There's the classics like the the sog paneers, butter chicken, things that you're familiar with, and then there's a a, a little section. That has the lamb burger, which has been on like so many best of lists, and mm-hmm. pork belly dish, uh, which really good. The chili cheese naan, it's almost like a non like Serrano quesadilla that's really addicting. Wow! But there's this, you know, this the. Then Uber Eats. No, we don't do to go. You don't do to go at all. Do to go. That's the, that. So so oh, many of the boy. of the Indian, uh, I don't know norms. Traits. Are broken, yeah. Especially for us, you know. Um, yeah, Indian, very much a heavy delivery, heavy takeout style situation. But we just can't do it because it's just it's just too hard. We would yeah. sacrifice so much as far as services, people that come in there. Because yep. it's such. I mean, Scotia vibe is really the, like about shared plates. But anyway, short rib is the you know French technique and Indian spices, and it's also beef. On right. a on a which Indian is, menu, which is a trip, but sacred cow. Not everybody, it, you know, mm-hmm. follows those standards, and it's just like you could eat it with a spoon. Like you really should eat it with a spoon. It's so tender. Deep. 
It's really, really good. <laughs> it just falls apart. Just <laughs> that. Goddamn. Yeah, it was a pretty good drop. So, so that's the best thing I've eaten all week. That's that, the first sounds like a, that sounds like a very strong contender for any of ours best thing I ate all week. Mm-hmm. It sounds amazing. I ate a lot of great things. So I'm choosing one, but that was that was the, the takeaway. Like, ooh, because even though it's, ooh, it's just like the straight samosa is fantastic. The attention to detail of the samosa is crazy. Straight samosa. The samosa, just the potato, the traditional samosa is wild. It's really, really good. Okay. I love it. Best thing that I ate was actually something that I made over the weekend. Good for you. Mm. I made uh, I made chilaquiles. Oh, for a little uh, look at you, little Sunday Sunday breakfast. Scratch that. Here's a uh, here's a question before you get into it. I feel like much like sandwich sandwiches, the bread is so important. Mm-hmm. Oh, the kind of chip you use for chilaquiles is so important, and you have to have the super thick, like mm-hmm. go, like gets gross after a day and stale, like cooked yeah. that morning. Like that's exactly the chip I had. You I use had... chips because <coughs> you're supposed to just use tortillas and you fry them in the. That's like if you really want to make right. chilaquiles right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's I, I, always chips. Always chips. No way. You should try our tortillas. Sorry to cut you all off. But but... Then you're frying. I and did it when you're through, like, then your whole you kitchen smells like oil. You don't have to deep fry. No, no, no. no, 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 no. no, no. You kind of like pan that fry daddy smell. I, I did it with an existing made chip, but mm. it was um, it was like the bag of chips that you get, like if you go to a supermarket and they make them there. Mm-hmm. They're Albert, real, yeah, Albert they're real thick, yep, for sure. Super greasy, super oily, super delicious and amazing. It's the yeah, only one you that, should really use for a treat. Treat chip. A treat Crucial. chip, the, the kind of chip where you buy it and then two days later they're bad. But I think also that chip, even though they look greasy and they look oily, they're light. I think if you stack them up, I don't know if they're less healthy. I mean, I feel yeah. like they're, chips are so insanely unhealthy from yeah. the standpoint of like, even when you look at like packaging and low fat and low sodium stuff, you look at it and you look and you're just like, no way, this is like, <coughs> I eat seven of these and like that should mm-hmm. be my meal. Oh, yeah. So anyways, so I, I feel like I'm, I ride for that chip. I ride for the chip that looks 100%. nasty, but I feel like it's the same if thing. If you're already going to be eating the chip, get, get one that you really, same, same. really, really want. Yeah, they're um, wonderful. Yeah, but just the, uh, the canned green salsa. Mm-hmm. Like the... Tomatillo? Like the tin can one, not a fresh one. Ortega. Those are good. Yeah. 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 So that, yeah. that in a big skillet, a couple of cans of that, cook it down a little bit, put the chips in. Toss them around for five minutes. Did a little... you add like garlic or onion, like fresh garlic <clears throat> onion? Um, not in not in that mixture. It was yeah. just that straight up. And then a different pan, real slowly, did a sunny side up eggs. Hmm. So butter goes down, real low temp, where it takes like ten so minutes didn't, to cook. You didn't do the like <coughs> scramby style chili <clears throat> All right, no. I like both. I like both too. I really absolutely do. sure. Um, yeah, I wanted the runny yolk effect going on. So, it just all looks really good, too. So that was in a pan. The other key element that I did was plate plates in the oven. Mm. Hot, hot plate in the yeah, oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those so, are so fun. So, um, so, yeah, the hot chips cooked down, a little crunchy, a little, little soggy with the green sauce. On the hot plate, a couple runny, super slowly fried eggs. So where the white is just barely cooked through and solid, the yolk is... Is very runny. There's no color on it at all. And then um, some Tillamook cheddar shredded on top. So it melts a little bit, but it still gets a little solid. It's not just a full gooiness. A little half and half. Uh, avocado slices on top of that. And then I, I skeeted some Maggie on top of the avocado oh, nice. instead of salt and pepper for the seasoning. And then um, 
Cotija? Sol, no. Cilantro no. and no. raw White shallot. Onion. Oh, shallot. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Oh, it sounds amazing. Mm. Oh, uh, and and bacon. Two slices what? of bacon. <laughs> on the side or on the Yeah, on so the just a trick. classic traditional chilaquiles. <laughs> yeah. The bacon was, it was white people chilaquiles. But it was, yeah, it was chilaquiles. Yeah. And then the bacon, which uh, I cooked in the oven, just on a sheet pan. And then the bacon was the, uh, was like the little vessel that I laid the sliced avocado on top, then the Maggie. Yeah, I, I love making chilies, man. Chilaquiles para dos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a little cheat if you don't want to put the plates on the oven. If you have an open burner, you can put it on top of the burner, or you can, mm. if you have a, a substantial ledge on your, of, of right. it, or in your range, you can put it up put there. Right above the vent. Because there's so much adjacent heat. So, you know, but still. Um, okay, Andre, go ahead. We got to close up. Oh, no. Um, I, I didn't go out to eat a bunch this week. Um, but I made chicken under a brick. And it was good. It's always good. Mm-hmm. It looked good. But this one, um, I butchered a chicken completely differently this time. Um, instead of spatchcocking where you cut the back out, pop the keel bone out, mm-hmm. take the wishbone off. I actually carved both sides of the entire chicken along the rib cage. So I got, I didn't miss any of the oyster, which intrinsically you usually will do unless you're really like being very crazy about taking the back off. Mm-hmm. So you save the oyster. It comes off in two pieces. You cut off the leg um, and you kind of cook the leg separately, poached in, um, in some stock, which you're mm. then going to, used to uh, make your gravy with then under the brick and then it was like salted the night before mm. so it was like um, I brined it and then pulled it out, salted it the night before, uncovered in the fridge so the skin got really really dry which is what the whole point is to get that was as little surface moisture as possible if you want a crispy skin mm-hmm. two bricks in the oven, well fried like, I don't know Pan fried for ten minutes with the bricks on on top, high heat, and then in the oven came out great. Mm. Yeah, I mean the color Dan, was Dan nice. can attest. It was really okay. good. Okay, okay, love a brick chick always. Yeah, I feel like when you when you nail the brick chick, when you get it really perfect, maybe the best chick you I, can get. I think yeah. it's so good. The it's two, really, really the two, satisfying. Yeah, my t- closing statement will be the two things. If you want to do yourself a favor and really kind of figure out a way to make your chicken that much better. If you have the time and you can, if you brine and let it dry uncovered a night before, mm-hmm. your chicken will be completely different. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like buying it afternoon oven and then just trying to get it in the oven, which mm-hmm. I, ha- I have to do sometimes too, when, yeah. whatever. But if you have the time and you can plan for it, that will change the game. 100%. Yeah, when you open the fridge the next morning and the skin's looking a little translucent, mm. oh, yeah. a little yellowy, you know you're in the good zone. Yeah, you're going to get crispy. <laughs> Dang. All right, guys. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for doing this podcast. Under Conor has no social media. Sorry. Stewie Stewart is Stewie at Stewart. Stewie Stewart on Instagram. Go so. find him at Badmash Restaurant yeah, downtown and go hi, eat make, some uh, short ribs with your boy. Make a reels. <coughs> you can follow me on social media at Them Jeans. The stewpodcast.com is the website. If you are listening to this on iTunes, click the subscribe button. Be a bro. Admire our new artwork from May. Thank that you so did much. Such a great job on. Appreciate it. And for amazing. Thank you. And for the elk. 
Yeah, everything. Thanks for everybody. everybody. Thank you, like, just thanks for the support. So many questions. That's like, awesome. Starting to, I feel like, uh, getting a little mm-hmm. extended a little fam. Love back. Yes, it's good. And shout to Jill and Karen, our mommies. Bye. 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 Bye.